My name is Dr. Tram Jones. Starting in December 2019, my wife and I lived in Haiti. Recently, given the current insecurity, we are out of the country, but we continue to support and work with our partner clinic, Lesquati Moon, with its 53 employees on the ground in the city of Quadibouquet, Haiti. It was two years ago. My Creole teacher, who was also one of my close friends, called me late in the day. Dr. Tram, it's bad. They've kidnapped my aunt. Sadly, for anyone who lives in the Port-au-Prince area, receiving this type of phone call is anything but an uncommon occurrence. We all know people who've had their loved ones kidnapped. The question, when someone is kidnapped, really is the circumstances that surrounded the event. There are random kidnappings. A gang sets up a roadblock in one of the no-go zones in the city. As tap-taps and cars pass by, the gang pops out with guns and stops them. They search the people, robbing them of whatever's on their person. And at times, instead of robbing them, they'll decide to kidnap them. Certainly, this happens more the wealthier the person seems. It's why our medical director goes to the clinic in street clothes. It's also why our other physician goes to work in the most beat-up car he can find. This type of random kidnapping also seems to be how the 17 Americans were kidnapped last October. A gangster suddenly found he had Americans on his hands. But there's another type of kidnapping, which is far more common. These are targeted attacks. The gang knows where someone will be at a certain time. And as I was talking with my friend, he said the familiar phrase, Se rat kai ki kai. We all know this in Haiti. Literally, it means it's a house rat that eats the house. The meaning is that when a kidnapping happens, don't look far. The culprit is probably someone in the house. Usually, it's a cook, a driver, a guardian who's guilty. And this isn't just the wealthy. Almost every household in Haiti has some people working in the house. And when this type of event happens, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is a bad person. Perhaps the life of their own family or child was threatened if they didn't help coordinate a kidnapping. Most of us would probably do the same thing. So they alert the gang, let them know exactly where to meet the target. And then the gang pops out just at the right moment. This persistent threat leads to an atmosphere of tension and distrust all throughout the capital, even paranoia. You only trust people in your immediate family. My friends never tell anyone, even those that work in their house, when they're going to go on vacation. They just leave one day. They never tell them when they're going to come back. They just show up again. Every action is a secret. This saying, say rat kai ki manje kai, is just one of a long list of Haitian proverbs. Proverbs offer us a peek into the culture and circumstances of a country, and that goes doubly for Haiti. Today, we're going to look at a few more Haitian proverbs. Saoufe se saoué. What you do is what you see. It means that unless you do something, you aren't going to see results. I think sometimes people think that Haitians are a people who expect things to be done for them. Perhaps Americans think this because money is donated often to help the Haitian people. But I've rarely met a less dependent people. Much more than Americans, Haitians are apt to read motivational books whose central message is that the only way to advance in this world is to work hard. Obviously, this is reinforced in the daily struggle of the poor in Haiti, where if you don't work, you don't eat. To me, there's rarely laziness in Haiti. If hands are idle, it's usually because there's no opportunity to make money. Once someone sees a way to make cash, they'll go at it as hard as they can. I talked with some of my friends who own a factory in downtown Port-au-Prince. The pay is $5 per day, and they have no issue whatsoever finding workers. Workers will come and work 12 hours a day, 
On holidays, when the pay goes up to $10 per day, the list to work is long and competitive. Many of us have seen it in the hardworking spirit of immigrants to the U.S. They have no problem working endless hours and taking work that Americans would never do. And it is because, from an early age, they've had one idea pounded into them by their families, and more importantly, by life. What you do is what you see. Bye, coup, oublié, pote, mac, songe. Those that give the blow forget, but those that carry the scars remember. The idea here is that the perpetrators of atrocities often forget about them, but the victim never forgets. And it's a reminder for all dictators. Ordering a massacre or killing is easy, but you create a whole community of people who will never forget it. This was commonly said during the time of Haiti's great dictators, Papa and Baby Doc. Over the course of their reign, some 60,000 dissidents were murdered by the dictator's goons. As the numbers mounted, it didn't seem to concern those in power. But the families and friends of those that had been killed, especially those that had been tortured but not killed, never forgot. Finally, in 1987, all those people and those deeds caught up to the dictators and they were overthrown by a popular revolt. Even the U.S. should remember that it's easy to make enemies, and once made, they rarely forget. Bourique souhait pour choix décoré non dentelle. The donkey sweats for the horse to be decorated in lace. I do like this one, and the meaning should be obvious. And when I hear it, I think of the donkeys and mules that I see carrying produce in the mountains of Haiti. These are simple, slow, strong animals carrying the weight of a person and crops along tortuous, rocky mountain paths. And then I compare it to the horses that are owned for show in the United States. For every great person who's celebrated, there are hundreds of little people who do the hard work. We all know this is true the world over, but it's especially true in Haiti. There's a small, elite group in Port-au-Prince that receive most of the funds for the country. They're the ones who go to conferences and meet world leaders. They go to the few nice beach resorts in Haiti. And across the country, the population labors. Fosse moon fait sa yo pavle fait, c'est ton coup, essayez plein la main, ak wash. To force people to do what they don't want to do is like trying to fill up the sea with rocks. And again, it's kind of self-explanatory. It has implications for those of us that are working for health in Haiti. I'll take one of my favorite enemies, the taboo of spoiled milk. Frequently, women believe that their breast milk has gone bad. This could be after a fright or an illness, or even because their husband or witch doctor told them so. Sadly, often mothers start to believe this once they see their child become swollen with malnutrition. The thought is that the breast milk is causing the problem, when in reality, breast milk is the solution. I would say that you know within the first two minutes of discussion whether the mother is open to changing her belief. Occasionally, you can talk with the mother and tell her that in your opinion, as a doctor, that her breast milk is fine, that there is no poison. But more often than not, it's a belief that's deeply held. Even if it was one of my colleagues, a Haitian physician, they can't convince this type of mother differently. Every culture is different. Haitians, in my experience, are fairly stubborn. It gives them the strength that allowed them to throw off their French slave masters and that allows them to persist under challenging circumstances. And once a person's mind is made up, it can be difficult to change. So after that initial read, if you find that the mother's unlikely to change her beliefs, you could continue to talk to her and working with her neighbors and friends, but the success rate drops off pretty rapidly. And in these situations, it may be best to simply help the mother where she's at. She may need help with affording formula. And we know that children in developing countries who are not breastfed are much more susceptible to common killers like pneumonia and diarrhea. At a certain point, 
your focus needs to shift to forming a therapeutic alliance rather than changing her belief. If the child develops pneumonia or diarrhea later, you need to have built up enough trust that the mother will come to you later in an emergency. And I think it's worth saying that prevention is key here. The more that you can address these issues early, before minds are made up, the more successful you'll be. Talking with mothers during prenatal clinic is a great way to prime the pump for the importance of breastfeeding and in fighting the taboo of spoiled milk. Having good working relationships with witch doctors and traditional healers can prevent an us-versus-them atmosphere that can make people dig in to their beliefs. Haitian proverbs are simple, usually only a few words, but I love how expressive they are. They reach for things that are everyday objects to express truths about the country. And Haitians, particularly poor Haitians, use them to pass down their culture for the next generation. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.